I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to have you to be with us at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. And uh, the opportunity of this old mariner, many, many years ago, God took us off of an old boat from the Gulf of Mexico and brought us to the beach, took us from the boat, put us in the book. I'm glad to be now a Christian, all to be saved, have joy in my heart, peace in my soul, knowing uh, that our sin, my sins are forgiven. But not only that, a call to the ministry and then give me an opportunity to speak to so many people in our vast unseen radio audience. The book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 4, an unusual verse, an unusual passage of Scripture. But I want to sort of throw out a little subject, a little thought for you today, thinking about man-made, things that are man-made. And uh, we'll make some comments. Some things that are man-made. So if you sort of keep that in mind, if whoever can help you, uh, feel free to correspond with us. We're as close as that computer. It's just that F-O-M-M. It's part of that World Wide Web, that www. All right, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. A little simple website, and you can sort of leave us some info. Also, you can see on this website uh, our five-minute look at the book, which is usually heard during the week. Uh, with the Mariner's Call is available on our Apple Podcasts now. And uh, you can sort of hunt around through there and you can find where that is and you can pick this up any time of the day just with that little square piece of plastic you can put in your hand. Daniel chapter 4. Daniel chapter 4. The context of the passage here, we have uh, we have a king. Uh, I guess as far as the king is concerned, the most Important as far as powerful is concerned, most powerful of all the kings of the earth. We have have him here in Daniel chapter 4. His name is Nebuchadnezzar. He's king over Babylon. Babylon, as far as an empire is concerned, the greatest of all empires on the face of the earth uh, at that particular time. And uh, he sort of steps into his palace, the king of Babylon, all the way down to Daniel chapter 4 and verse 30. And he says something like this. He said, the king spake and said, is not this great Babylon that I have built? Now, there we go. There's our thought, man-made, that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty. All right. Oh, if ever there was a self-made man. As far as this man is concerned, the greatest, once again, of all empires, and I know this is not a product of his hands in the sense that he did it himself, but he had it done. Probably no more than using hundreds and thousands of people in servitude to be able to put together what he so desired, you know. But I, I ask the question at this time. We think about man-made things. 
As far as Babylon is concerned, probably, once again, the greatest of all empires. Where is it at today? Come on, just think about it for a moment. You say it's being rebuilt. I'm not talking about the rebuilding part of this. I'm talking about where is this great kingdom today? It's in the sands of time, just in ruin. And if it gets rebuilt in a thousand plus years, where would it be again in the sands of time? You see, everything that man makes, sooner or later, it just falls apart. It ends in decay. Started way back there in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 3. Remember Genesis 1 and 2, God set up Adam in business. Oh, if ever there was a place of perfection and perfectness, there it was. Genesis 1, Genesis chapter 2, if ever there was a man that had it made, down south where I live, they say made in the shade, it would be Adam. Ah, in a perfect garden, in a place of perfect paradise, you know. And everything he put his hands to, God blessed. Something took place. Satan came in, destroyed it, and from then on out, Everything that the hands of man, man put himself, as far as his hand to something, it just fell apart and decayed, you know. That's just what we think about the product of sin. Now, I'll be honest to say, uh, and I need to be honest in saying this, I am thankful for where I live and for the things that I possess today and for the fact that I benefit from man's hands as far as well, especially the last 100 years, we think about what the strides man has come. We've gone from riding on a horse, all with me, into a computerized, air-conditioned <laughs> car. I can go around the world. I can get aboard a jetliner and go a, a, literally around the world within a 24-hour period, you know. I'm not saying I'm not thankful for that, but I'm saying the ultimate end to all that. What's the ultimate end to it all? It has to do with uh, thinking about decay and disease. So man, yes, as far as this earth is concerned, he's king. As far as this earth is concerned, though, if you look at it, it's little by little just just falling apart. And I want to be something, I want to be able to take and find something that's not falling apart. Man-made. Is it man-made? And if it's man-made, once again, I'm thankful for the roof over my head. I'm thankful for the floor that my feet are on right now. I'm thankful for this office equipment that makes possible for me to be able to come to you. I'm not saying I'm not thankful for that, but I'm saying sooner or later it's just all going to fall apart. Is there something out there that is eternal? Is there something else besides that that's man-made? So what I want to do, I want to leave this earth Nebuchadnezzar, oh, God had to teach him a lesson, did he not? He taught him a lesson to where he said, I tell you what, I, uh, you, you talk about this great Babylon that you built by your power and for your majesty, I'll bring you down. What did God do? God took his mind. I made him no more than just an animal. You can read about it, verse 32, 33, 34, until he learned that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. In other words, showing him that it's God that's in control. And only getting hooked with God do you find anything that's eternal. So let's leave this planet. Let's, uh, let's soar into the heavens. Let's go past one gal out of our galaxy into this area, the hundreds and thousands of millions of galaxies. And uh, if there was a way possible to do so, very into the very presence of the place the Bible calls 
heaven in the very presence of God. We think about in that place. Is there anything in that place that's man-made? You say, well, no, Brother Mon. We think about that God that's sitting on the throne. Did, did man make God? <laughs> no. And now man desires to be his own God. Man has come up with all kind of religious ideas and information to show that uh, as far as man himself is concerned could be a God, but no, not the true and living God. We think about in heaven, where do you find their angels? Did God make angels? No. In heaven, there's what's called seraphim. You can find it in Isaiah chapter 6. These are the angelic creatures with wings, and they're all oh, they're executioners of God's wrath. There and then there's the cherubim. You can read about even what they look like in Ezekiel chapter 1. They're guardians of the very throne of God. Did man make any of those? No. These are eternal beings. We talk about it in heaven. You can read about it in Revelation chapter 4 and Revelation chapter 21. In heaven, there's a place called the very throne of God, and God's sitting on this throne. Did man make that throne? Did man make that God? No. All right? We think about an eternal God, an eternal throne. Now, you can make a throne on this earth. You can have wicked and evil men on this earth, whether they be religious or just uh, we think about those of great governments, you know. Oh, they could make themselves, form themselves some type of chair-like throne, or they could sit in this throne. Where is that throne going to be in 100,000 years? All decayed, because everything that man makes falls apart. A product of sin there in Genesis chapter 3. We think about around this throne is a place, well, this throne actually sits on a place called the Sea of Glass. Didn't man make that? Can you look on that Sea of Glass and look at, is there a little plaque that says man made? In heaven, something's going on as far as building is concerned. You can read about it in John chapter, John chapter 14. Uh, this, is a, this is a new place. Uh, it's called Jerusalem. In fact, it's a new Jerusalem. It's being built there in heaven, you know. Uh, we look at uh, the way this is manufactured, some of the things that's there. Can you see man made on that? I think not. As far as the material that's being used, man made. Did man go out and sort of the, we think about the forest on this earth, and, and then from that, Send the product into heaven and no, no, nothing man-made, nothing man-made there. What about spiritual qualities? In heaven there is love, real love, not like love on this earth. You said love? Yes, because God is there. God is love. To be able to experience what real love is all about. I'll be honest with you, me and you have never experienced that before outside the experience that God has given us, and it's not just an experience, it's a time where we are, are confronted by the Holy Spirit as to our need, and our need is to have sins forgiven, and that for God so loved the world that I understand that that love was given to me. And for me, that was many, many years ago. And to know Christ as personal Savior, amen, I, I've sensed that love, but I tell you, I live in a unlovely planet. I live on an unlovely planet. So this love I sense in my heart, oh, it's there on the inside, but sometimes we're so controlled by this old flesh. But be in a place where love, 24 hours a day, we can experience love. Now, didn't man put love there? No. What about peace? 
No, man didn't bring peace to heaven. If man went to heaven, it wouldn't be long before there'd be war. What about joy and praise? Now, I can be a part of some of that here on this earth, but soon I quench God's spirit the way I live. Praise should continue to come forth from my lips, but 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 it does not. But there, I'll have that. But is there anything in heaven? Is there anything there that we can say? It's man-made. And you know, I've actually found something. You said, no, yes. You know, we think about the God that's in heaven came to visit this planet. We think about doing so in the person of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the coming of Christ. And the Lord lived among us. We think about, I'm glad that he was robed in likeness of sinful flesh. As far as this flesh is concerned, understood what it was like to hurt and to cry and experience sorrow. As far as this flesh is concerned, what did mankind do to his God? The God that came to save him, what did we do? Ah, my friend, he wound up stretched out on the cross, hung between heaven and earth. And upon his body, he took my sins and died for me. And my friend, they, they, they abused him. And one of the ways you can see, in fact, in a resurrected body, in John chapter 20, Thomas said, I'm not going to believe this is Christ until I see the print of the nails. You know what you have in heaven that's man-made that Jesus could show you? That would be his hands. All right? You say, well, I'm not responsible for that. Well, if Jesus died for your sins, you're responsible for those nails. You know, the only man-made thing in heaven are those scars. You said, they were in a resurrected body? Oh, yes. Once again, John chapter 20 in his resurrected body, he told Thomas, he said, go ahead and put your finger in the print of the nails. But my friend, he will show those to you, not for you to be fearful, but for you to see the love that God has for you. He will show you those nail prints to show you his love for you. I'm glad. I'm associated with something more than that that is man-made. I'm glad to be a son of God. One day to be able to be possessed entirely and be able to live in a place that's made by God, eternal in the heavens. Now until next week, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.